Kids Podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me tonight is Marty. How are we doing tonight, Marty? Yeah, no, I am here. Uh, uh, great Lord, uh, Dark Lord, send it uh, all up into, uh, you know, your, your, your great book of souls. It's all yours. Uh, you'll, you'll have to fight uh, Liquid Death for it, because, uh, you know, we, we already gave it to them. Uh, but yeah, no. I could I could take liquid death. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I can drink a lot of it. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, that's no kidding. Well, hopefully, folks, our audio sounds all right. We just got a new little toy we're trying to dink around with and get the best settings on. So. All right. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But. Oh, we're gonna keep it. We ain't getting rid of this thing. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But <laughs> we just have to learn how to use this new tool we got. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, so how was how it. was your Christmas vacation, Marty? Yeah. Nah, yeah, yep, okay. that's good. Okay, we're done. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, nah, it, it's okay. I mean, nothing crazy, nothing wild. Uh, I could use a few more days because fuck work. But uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it went really well. Yeah. But ice storm. Oh, that just started yesterday, here. didn't it? No, no, we were driving through it oh, on uh, Christmas Day. See, we don't get snow in South Dakota here. We get like five five inches of ice. <laughs> yeah, it was it, this year. Apparently, yeah. uh, yeah, no, it's uh, that was that was shitty. Uh, the last what should be hour coming back was all uh, just awful, yeah. Uh, up till then, it was just rain way up there, it was rain way back, it was rain. Uh, <laughs> well, at least it didn't freeze to ice skate all the way home, yeah. No, it, it, it's only about 40 miles an hour, though. Well, that's better yeah. than 35. Come yeah. on, quit being a whiny, bitch. so and it. it went well we were still back here nothing to do so that was all right no we spent getting didn't get to christmas out to my parents so we spent it in town here and hopefully everybody else made it to where they needed to go so we had soup we acted we didn't want a big supper so we just made soup oh yeah different types of soup and meat and cheese basically a charcuterie board yeah sure you call it what you want yeah yeah no it's pretty simple actually it's nice and i actually had my mother-in-law makes bing fudge Oh yeah, I've never had it before until this year, and I'm like, I've been married to your daughter for how many years now? It seems like a hundred. Why, why are we just getting this now? So like, like twin Bing. It tastes just like Bing's. Uh, it's red and brown. Yep, yep. It's Bing fudge. You got a little walnut in it. Just Hell like, yeah. I'm like, I think I gained forty oh. pounds just eating all that stuff. Yeah, I could do that. I, I like fudge. Uh, yeah, I could do that. That'd be pretty fucking good. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that'd be goddamn. Really it's good. it's addictive as hell. But yeah, no, you've been together for quite a while and never seen this concoction. No, I have not. I'm like, I'm not impressed with Don right now. (laughs) That's kind of bullshit. This is going to be after like every six months because you have to make me somehow. Not just at Christmas. This is a six month thing. Yeah, that doesn't seem like quite just a holiday treat. Uh, Holy shit. That'd be (laughs) freaking amazing. Yeah. Not as amazing as this. I found a, checked out the National Uh UFO Recording Center. Oh. I do that every couple weeks. Right, right, right. Well, they, like on December 3rd, they had a sighting up in Sisseton. Oh, yeah, really? Uh, it was sighted on December 3rd at 5.40 p.m. Three circular lights that were dim and one singular circular bright light. There were four objects in total, three of which appeared to be dim circles of white and one singular circle that was bright. They were grouped together for a split second. The three dim objects split further, going all directions, north, west, northeast, and south. The brighter circle individually went south. After the object went in a different direction, there was no longer to be seen. I hear myself breathe every time I pause. Yeah. <laughs> it appears that the dim lights moved at a slower pace 
than the bright light did. The sky was 30 minutes past sunset. Although not completely dark, it was dark enough to notice no sounds were heard. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. Interesting, yeah. though. That, yeah, it's yeah. just... Hmm. Yes, yeah, this one's got some weird stuff, and hopefully yeah. you get up Because we got this... um. Uh, video equipment now, so we're gonna make a video right, up yeah, there this yeah. spring. Not the type you guys are thinking, just a regular, not porno- pornography video. Oh, well, I'm less excited now, but oh, all right, great, you weirdo. Then there was also reported in early part of November and December, uh, early part of November in Sioux Falls of a Chevron shaped UFO. Oh, oh, no, shit. yeah, low flying silent aircraft with stealth coating. At 10.25 p.m., I pulled into the Walmart parking lot on Louise Avenue, Sioux Falls. A large Chevron-shaped craft was moving at a very low altitude, 100 to 150 feet approximately, 300, in front, 300 feet in front of me. This craft was moving slowly, probably about 30 miles an hour, just clearing the top of the Walmart. The craft about, was about the size of a couple city buses and moved with zero noise. The skin of the craft seemed to be coated with a light-absorbing material, appeared as a black Chevron moving against a black-lit sky, with a sort of shimmer around the edges. The craft itself had no visible lights whatsoever. It seemed to absorb light. If not for the city's lit sky, you would have never seen it or heard it. Because of the city light, it appeared as a Chevron-shaped hole in space. Hmm. As it crossed the store heading north, it banked east, presumably to avoid an airplane that just took off from the airport on the north side of the city. By the time I parked my car to get a better look, it had moved into a darker part of the sky and no longer visible against the backdrop of the night sky. Jeez, that's kind of creepy, actually. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's cruising along the top of Walmart. Oh, nah, that'd be cool as shit to see. But yeah, there, there again, if you weren't in just the right spot to see the little bits of light. But yeah, I figured that's like, like that's like all UFO sightings at night, like the Chevron ones. Yep. Either they're lit up or they're not, but there's something about it. I don't know if it's the magnetics coming off it or something. Right, right. Yeah, you're kind of, it's like, you know, you get that feeling. It's like something's there, but then you look up and happen to see it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, a lot of these uh, stories like that, there is that that same uh, talk of like a shimmer around the edge a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it'd be cool to kind of get a picture of one of those. Uh, yeah, it would but, be. Yeah, that's one that's been showing up recently again here is those, that same size. Uh, shimmer shape. on shape, yep. yeah. Flying around all dark as hell and there there again it, it's is it an active camouflage it's just like you light know. absorbing it's like that um vanta black vanta black vanta yeah. black and that's actually you ever seen that yeah the videos of it that's just trippy it's as hell fucking nuts yeah that stuff's cool as hell it's absolutely cool as hell because it's actually you can't buy it commercially no uh because if it was, I would paint this whole room. Right. They do sell one that is very similar to it. Uh, there's these group of artists who've been getting irritated with them making things like the Vanta Black and then go, nope, nobody can have it. So they've been developing their own that is damn near just like it, but just not enough so that they can't get sued and then just giving it away to people. <laughs> they would just be like, oh, yeah, no, here you go. Have it. Yeah, it's just like theirs, but not quite. So it's just, just not as dark. It. It's yeah, like it's just, like one decibel yeah, below. Exactly. It's like and they've been doing it just to be like, fuck you guys. You're gonna make this and then not av- make it available. Yeah, we're just gonna give it to people. There you go. Have it, have fun, paint what you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, hey, that's you fair. need to hold them, guys. We'll paint this room black. Yeah, right. Oh god, that would be what? Ugh. What? That would be unnerving. Uh, a really dark room, period. 
it, it, it has a different feel to it. Uh, something that dark, that would just be. We'll leave very one little eerie. spot. We'll leave like the drywall <laughs> white. Come right. On. Yeah. Here's a little. Here's a little wall. If we ever do get a real studio, we're gonna paint one a whole wall vanta black, with one little square behind each of our heads. <laughs> that's not. That's not black. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no, that'd be cool as hell. Yeah, it's a cool, cool as hell color. But yeah, that's what it almost seems like. It's just kind of that. It's so dark it absorbs all light hitting it. Uh, that's kind of what the the those those ships kind of seem like. They're yeah. just part of their their camouflage to absorb all that light, which would make them unless they again have kind of like the the active visual camouflage to run during the day have we actually we actually they've actually shown our fighter jets have some of that oh yeah yeah no we've been using that for a while now with different stuff throwing it on different equipment and be like there it is oh it shows the trees behind you that's there, there's a big jeep so there. the basically the shield ships from the marvels movies actually are happening it, yes yeah there's yeah, gonna be no, giant helicarriers our... up there we would have never known yeah, right yeah and yeah, that could be what that is man we have no idea but yeah that's some of our uh Different planes, we've been been uh, throwing some of that like on the underneath of them. Yep. So it just kind of looks like clouds going by, unless you're really seeing and notice the the shimmer of difference. Jeez, that's loud. But just yeah, just looking up at it, just boop, don't notice anything. That seemed kind of weird, but not enough to notice. Well, that's, oh yeah, the text there. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around. We've, this episode is going to be about nothing but UFOs and aliens, yeah. folks, because we're going to kind of deal with South America and the really weird stuff that are still going on there. Yeah. Because we have the skin peeler predator type thing still going on, and they haven't figured out what that is. Oh, the the Peru. Yeah, that's in Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's well, yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a cartel that with high tech gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that makes me but think. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> DARPA, all hail DARPA. Right, right, right. Because I'm thinking, too, because a lot of people, I've talked to guys at work, oh, you believe in little green men? I'm like, if aliens come to this planet, they're not going to look like us. No. They're probably going to be shaped like us. No. I, I, I imagine there are probably some of them that we will see look like us, but it's not what they actually look like. You know what I mean? It'd be uh, like, what's that if you've got Sigourney that Weaver movie? Uh, where they made fun of Star Trek? Oh, oh, uh, uh, brah. Whatever. What yeah. Tim Allen? Yeah. There's the, that the aliens have like a cloaking device. And I'm like, Yep. Them what alien them are what aliens gonna look like weird tentacle things with multiple eyes. Right. Or I mean, no if eyes. You've, if you've got the technology to get here from somewhere else or somewhere else, you certainly have the technology to fool us into thinking that we look like what we expect to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like everybody's ever, oh you believe in little green men. So I'm like you gotta use better context. If you're gonna, I tell like if you're gonna make fun of me, you need to try harder. Yeah, you got you got to do better than <laughs> you got to dig deep. <laughs> you got to do better than a 1957 reference. Uh, <laughs> you know, like that's it's kind of kind of a way outdated. Uh, because if they started to make fun of me, I'm like, well, let's talk about this, this. Because actually, we had a there's an incident happened today. And we were talking about how the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't watch football, folks. But I need the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. Right. I, I don't care how they do it. They just need to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, when, when I saw they, they stomped on KC, I was like, holy fuck. All right, this may happen. You and, and, and our friend Mike would also be very happy. He's been a longtime Raiders fan, longtime disappointed Raiders fan. Uh, like most Vikings fans, longtime disappointed fan. So that would be, that would be pretty kick-ass. Because but. 
then then we got to the point like how could it be so good one week and shit next week i said it's all scripted and the guy, oh, you know, and, oh, man. and one of the guys says yep i agree with you i'm like that's been going on four or five years people are talking about how the oh, nfl yeah. is scripted yeah. just like scripted i'm gonna say this it might offend you like professional wrestling oh yeah no those they know it's scripted what 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 is going on is is script yeah uh that's how it works it's it's entertaining uh, yeah, no, the NFL thing, there, there's there been a lot of weird shit the last few years where where it's like, um, I, I'm starting to, because before I was like, no, there's no way they could do this. But there's been a lot of goofy shit that's happened in the last few years in, in, in NFL games that, where it's like, um. Because like, there's one where a guy huh. gets sacked and he doesn't, and it's like. They didn't call roughing the pass, but the next time yeah. just kind of push him. It's like roughing the pass. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just like weird little calls that I think maybe used to be hidden better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of them. Where it's like, okay, well, I can't totally discount your guys' idea. I mean, I look at all the shit that I, I potentially can believe in. I'm not going to tear down your idea that that is also being scripted because let's think about it. They they say that a lot of our uh, conspiracies are out there and. and fucking wild yeah but our conspiracies for as much as maybe they are concocted uh don't have millions and millions of dollars riding on them like football games do See, um all i'm saying and there's actually been i don't know how legitimate well there's actually been re- players that have come out in the last three years oh yeah have said yeah it's all scripted we get a script at the beginning of the year this is what happens you get hurt yeah i think that's why they invented the term to- turf toe uh, yeah the old turf pretty toe. much turf toe. it's a blister yeah. because i i predicting i made this bet before the season even started oh yeah yep. i made a bet on the raiders to win the super bowl just because they had the golden knights win their first hockey team yep. first year oh, yeah, a hockey absolutely. team they won the stanley cup yep and now since they got the raiders i'm like Hmm, that's an even. Uh, it's cost the bet cost me twenty bucks. Right? Yeah, it's not a, not a bad loss if you don't make. No, you know it's twenty bucks. But now they're like all of a sudden they're making a surge right before oh, yeah. the end, and I'm oh, like, oh god, yeah. They're like telling people said, oh, this is a comeback team of the year. I'm like, <laughs> it, it it sure was written. I mean, it sure is. Yeah, because yeah, uh, if they win, it's gonna be party time. Oh yeah, you're that's, that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, no, like I said, there, there's been enough little oddball things where I'm like, and even if they don't win, it'll still be party time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it's just kind of, uh, I can't totally discount their their belief maybe in in that conspiracy because, like I said, there's millions and millions of dollars at, at stake with these things. Yeah, I, I doubt that there are some of them that are happy to just leave. Well, those I know, things to I know chance. some of our listeners that do listen to sports probably that's that bullshit. That's not happening. Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. We, I'm just saying it's out there, and this people have said it, and we weren't the first ones. No, I'm uh, just kind of like noticing stuff. I'm not like I said, I'm not a football. I don't even have a football right, right. team, right? But I just bet on the Raiders because of the Golden Knights. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, they got paid for uh, their stadium somehow. Because how, exactly, how suspicious exactly. would that be? It's if all of a sudden Las Vegas is hosting the Super Bowl, right? They hosted the Stanley Cup, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be just kind of ironic to get like a basically a hat trick because their women won WNBA team won. All they needed is the Raiders to win. Right. And it's at their fucking stadium. Oh yeah. No, just Uh, think how much money that would draw into that city. Right. Because you know, there's not enough money that already goes to Vegas, but you got to understand this is also the capital of, of betters. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, there, there's enough. If they do, my 
theory may have a little validity if they do make it to the Super Bowl. Right, right. Just, just saying. If just they do, saying. like I said, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. The Knights was a weird thing, man. It's like, oh, yeah, new team. Oh, we'll see how they do. And then Oof. it was like, um, huh. <laughs> huh. Well, I didn't see that happening, but uh, okay. Go for it, guys, yeah. man. Whatever. All right. These people didn't come to listen to us talk about sports. They're probably freaking out trying to think of the listeners, no, like, right? Is this, probably, the, is this the right program? Is this the right podcast? No. What's going on here? What's wrong with them two assholes? So we're going to talk about Sport UFO. Balls. Sports. Sports balls? What? Shut up, man. We're going to talk about UFOs and all the weird shit in South America. Because I got one here. The Andes Mountains. Basically, this is where my one story is going to take place. This happened back in 2010. Yeah, see, I don't think I'd heard of it. I haven't heard about this either until I just happened to run across it, but now it's making the cycle in the news again. So ah, gonna, okay. On February 14, 2010, when a couple and their one-year-old daughter spent the day at El Yeso Reservoir, which is near, basically near the Andes Mountains, the mother sna- snapped 16 photos of the stunning valley and the sky above, and upon returning home, she noticed the reddish cloud with an object. Oh. The Chilean government shared the photos with NARCAP, an advisory of aviation professionals investigating UAPs, UPAs, whatever, UPAs, whatever, (laughs) aviation safety. Ted Rowe, head of the organization, conducted a lengthy analyst of the image, publishing a 23-page report in 2010, July 2nd. So I got the report. It's actually really good, and it talks about, he breaks it down, he goes through the red imaging, the blue imaging, all you go through all the scales, and you can actually see. I got Marty showing the yeah. pictures. You can see if it was a cloud, it would be wispy and there would not be straight lines. They blow it up and they figure this thing's about 200 feet long, yeah, 40 feet wide, and it actually has lit up portholes. Yeah, that. say that, that's what they look like is 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 portholes. Uh, yeah, and they, they analyze these under different uh, spectral lights, uh, red, blue, putting into the green, green. spectrum. And yeah, every one of them. Uh, I think that's the infrared one, isn't it? That I think is the the IR. IR one. It's just like you can see the edges of it, and you can see. Yeah. It. It's it's not a cloud. Everybody's like, oh, it's just a cumulus cloud or a serious cloud. Not with this picture. With that, you can see little white lights below the portals. Yeah. Well, there, you, I'm going to call them portals, but windows. Let's say. Yeah, they're, 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 it's a solid outline, and it's only there for one photograph. Out of the 16 photographs, it only shows up in one. Oh, really? Yeah, because they went through all 16 of them. And it's only in one. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. That is, hmm. That's a pretty big object. Because if you me. can read the report, it gets pretty technical. And they're saying, yes, this is this, and this is this. Right. And it's it's, it's just, you would never notice it unless you're, because it's just odd, because it has a high, the high serious clouds. You can see the yep. wave formation. And it's only in one picture, like it's leaving the earth or whatever. Yeah. Because you can see that one looks like a red blob, and that's what drew her eye to it. She said, "Yeah, it's it's, it's okay, but it's only in uh, one of the sixteen pictures." Uh, that is just weird. Yeah, no, that that's just such a. I, I had not seen that story before. So you were saying something about it a couple uh, weeks the ago, other, the other day or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh, we got to look into this story. I'm like, oh, okay. But like in this area, the Andes too, it's not uncommon to have these no, UFO no, sites because no. it's so dark. There's nothing around. Yep. Because they have the, they talked to this one guy called um Baby Danny Tre- uh, Baby Trejo. He first um he's after alien spaceships are docking and charging a secret landing strip in the Andes Mountains, according to claims from UFO expert alien enthusiast Baby Trejo. 
That's his name, really. Baby yep. Tramp. Uh, first visit to the site in question, after he saw what he suspected with three flying saucers in the sky, he found one particular item, a strange rock, which he thinks proves his theory. Area of the Peru and Andes has been subject to many mysteries due to its infamous Nazca lines. For many years, one day a dad was talking with his son's teacher at a social club at the Peruvian town of Ambo, nestled in the Andes Mountains, when they saw the UFOs in question in the sky. Like other witnesses, they claimed the UFOs were joined by two smaller spaceships before... before forming a triangle, and leaving together toward a mountain in the far distance. UFO, UFO explorer Trejo took these stories as a sign of treasure of the mountains to find a grass plateau with large rocks gathered around the edges of the open space. Uh, sorry, folks. <laughs> these Ow. new mics, is everything so damn sensitive tonight? Yeah. We got to figure out, we got to dial stuff down. Amongst these is claimed to find a black rock-light object. He says the object is made of strange gray leaves, could be a key to a kind of portal or a spaceship, that was here at some point in the past. Trejo said there are magnetic and energy points in the area. Basically goes on to describe Sedona. Yeah. This is what he's saying. It's pretty much when I read the article. I'm like, yeah, this, this is Sedona. But where he's at, there's actually, these are actually ancient sites. Yep. It's like uh, Marchasi. I think that's how you say it. It's just like aliens have been sighted. Space, uh, not aliens, spaceships yeah, have been yeah. seen in the sky Crap. around here a lot. Uh, yeah, no, going back. Years and years and years, there have been reports of lights flying around the Andes. Uh, the discovery of the Nazca lines, like they mentioned in there, really kind of uh, blew those theories way sky high. Because uh, they're like, oh, they're landing strips, and that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, lights have been seen in and out of that area for years and years and years and years. Yeah, because you know, when they talk about how far up in the sky this was, they figure the clouds, clouds are at 12,000 feet, and this was above the clouds. Wow. Because I guess you had a picture. NARCAP really went in on deep on this. They actually put a documentary on it. I have yet to be found. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be kind of See, cool this is the creepiest. They have a red-green one. Yeah. That's just creepy as hell. The green, the red one's... Because the green one looks like something you would see out of um, Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. See, that's where a yeah. lot of people are getting hung up on this, too. Oh, it looks like the mothership from Independence Day. It's just an artifact. No. These guys look through it and it's like, this is the film. It's digital. Nothing's yep. been tampered with. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, let's say if you're going to hoax something like this, you wouldn't just put it in one. Yeah, right, right. You would right. like have it move across the screen. You have like in several, like in sequence. Yeah. And if you want to fake it out, you make a little fuzzier here. So it's. Not quite detailed, but it's still prevalent in multiple shots. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, what the hell is that? That was an asshole in, in a noisy vehicle. That, oh uh, Christ, that really picked it up. <laughs> Did you hear that? that I, I can feel it. I I don't honestly pay attention to it much anymore. Well, it might pick it up. So, yeah, but back to the UFO here. It's just this is not faked, and everybody's just like, why? I don't, I don't, I don't know. In the UFO community, sometimes they're like, "Oh, you need physical proof." Right. This photo here, I'd have to say, is really damn good. Yeah, it, I would say it's one of the better, on honest to God, uh, photo shots. Uh, not shop, but photo shots. Uh, I've seen in in a long while uh, that leaves almost nothing. It's also I don't I don't know what to say. 
Yeah, um, it's this. This is really, I think it's sad that it took this long uh, for this thing to kind of start making a, a little bit bigger waves. I mean, twenty ten. We're looking at thirteen years ago when this actually happened, mm-hmm. and we we haven't heard of it till just in this month. And you it's know all, what I, mean? I think it, I think it's making the round because you had that um, hoaxer down there that had like the aliens are made like out of. Oh, the, Clash the, or Paris. The, the Mexico uh, aliens. Mummies. Yeah, yeah, the, the alien mummy. Uh, there, there again. I know we've kind of covered that before on another show, uh, where that when that first blew up in what September. Yep. Because uh, yeah, it was really cool. Because Mexico at that point was doing, honest to God, meetings and and big government meetings and talking about their programs, uh, things they've been watching, and then this horse shit gets drug into it to be their proving guy uh and, and like i said we, we've gone over our honest original opinion on it simply because of the people who were involved with it going yeah this is Kirby probably, Masa or whatever this is bullshit um and yeah no of course it was a uh, bullshit which then i i have seen since he's like well yeah they weren't real but they were just there to prove a point of what <laughs> Uh, you you were trying to make money and and scam people once again. Yeah, because on I, this I've never liked that uh, Harmy Massad. Yeah, but I'm like, because I've seen some of his other programs been on. Right, and he's like, there's thousands of these balloons. He shows a video, and you can tell if you can tell they're them fucking tinfoil balloons up in the air. Yep, yep, yeah. It's like somebody released them, and they're like all congregated. Like, right. them are balloons. Them are not anything. Yeah, no, like I said, it, it's a long history of him doing some pretty fucking shystery bullshit stuff and trying to pass it off as real. Mm. And things like that just make everyone else Cringe. have to work harder uh, to to get over these kinds of bullshit, to not be thrown in with that same level of uh, fuckery, if you yeah. will. Uh, but yeah, and like I said, there, there again, you have... Their government is actually trying to do these whole big... Uh, uh, I don't know what you even want to call them these big uh, meeting conferences and then kind of trying to bring stuff out, which was really cool. And then it gets kind of all tied up into that. And that's really all most people heard come out of those was that, uh, <laughs> because that is the, 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 the eye catcher, if you will. Uh, and just, then the funny it thing just is turns too, it into a circus show again. And you're just like, well, was like they made a meme out too. Is this cake or not cake? <laughs> yeah. yeah like, really? the, because I thought I was kind of flaky because they're the, the supposed mummies were laying flat. Yeah, the they're, they're like flat backed. Yeah, I'm like, and no it, one said anything. It, right, right. Yeah, it, everything about them, I was like, um, really poorly done grade school pinatas. Anybody? Because uh, <laughs> paper mache. Yeah, it's kind of what it reminds me of was ma- making crappy little paper mache things in grade school. Where I was just like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> Is but, anyone taking this seriously? Oh, Christ, some people are. God, no. Click, clack, sit. <laughs> yeah, click, clack, pancake. No, then there's also, yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's a big thing in South America. Oh. Yeah, South American Bigfoot. Huh. Uh, between 1950 and 60, several newspaper articles were printed locally in the countries of Argentina and Chile about a mysterious sign of what could possibly have been a South American Yeti or Neanderthal man. La Gazetta, a now-defunct newspaper from the city of Santiago, Chile, reported that local farmers 
and one government engineer at the time investigating the possibility of radioactive material in the area claimed finding large, strange prints of a creature that was neither human nor any animal found in the region. The government engineer reported that the prints he saw were similar to the ones found in the Himalayan mountains of Tibet, which at the time became a worldwide sensation. Footprints and reports of the eddy-like creature came from high plateaus of the Andes Mountains range, which border Chile and Argentina. The reports by the newspaper say that some locals of the region of Punina, close to the ominous Mold del Nevado Mican mountain range, which rises 6,700 meters above sea level, did not pay much attention to the strange prints at the time. But once an engineer realized that they looked similar to the prints of the Himalayan Yeti, he knew something strange was going in the region. Going on in the region. However, this was far from the first reports of giants in the region. Then they go talk about, um, among ancient Mayans, the giant howler monkey god was a major deity of the arts, including music and a patron of artisans, <laughs> especially of scribes and sculptors. In the Mayan temple, 11 of the archaeology sites, Copan, two large statues of ape giants shaking rattles. The Incans of pre-Columbian civilization Chile, at the Andean Mountains, and Peru stated that the ruins of Tiahuanaco were built by a race of giants. Passed down from Mayan lore, the Aztecs of Mexico also described giant humanoid creatures. Depending on region, these scripts have been called Sisamito, Icaco, Sakura, Maricoxi, Biko, and Mwapangari, Juma, and many other names. All are now considered by cryptologists to be a variation of South American Bigfoot, though some have theorized from the description that the Mwapangari is actually a giant sloth. Ooh. Then you have the Patagonian giants, or oh, yep. with the bacon, I think it was. Didn't he say? Uh, yeah, Francis Bacon. No, yeah. I'm sorry, Magellan. Was it Magellan? It was okay. Magellan. Then you have a report of a giant attack. Oh. <laughs> uh, Salbert D. Wirt, uh, May 2nd, 1567, was a Dutch captain associated with the exploration of the coast of South America and the Falkland Islands of Argentina. De Wirt and his several crew members have seen members of a race of giants while there. DeWert describes a particular incident when he was with his men in boats rowing to an island in the Magellan Strait. The Dutch claimed to have seen several odd-looking boats approaching that were full of naked giants. These giants supposedly had long hair and reddish-brown skin and were aggressive toward the crew. Dutch claimed to have shot three of the giants dead with their muskets before the giants finally retreated to the shore. DeWert claims the science of the giants were not Totally unusual for this region, as Magellan also first recorded the sighting in 1520 in the Straits of Juan Julia. It was also claimed that Magellan captured two male giants as a specimen to return to Europe, but the giants died en route. These creatures were supposedly over three meters tall. Many others include Francis Derrick, that's where I got that name from, Pedro Sarmento, Tome Hernandez, and Antonio Scavet claimed to have seen giants in the Strait of Magellan, with the last sighting have been at Cabo, Virginia, in 1764 by Commander John Fowlweather Jack Byron. DeWert's expedition is the only one to have claimed to have witnessed aggressive behavior on behalf of the Giants. According to Theodore de Bry, in part of, in part of his landmark Historia America, Seawed, no, or History of the American Grand Voyages, DeWert reported how his crew had captured and imprisoned Terra de Fuego and mother and two children on the south side of the Magellan Route, heading eastward. While they released the mother and the younger child, they carried the older daughter forward to Europe, where she soon died. DeWert noticed that the worker had mother had fed the children on raw birds, which oddly well noted by DeBerry's work. Hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting. 
See, I've heard of the Patagonian Giants before. Yeah, yeah. But there's actually, supposedly, that goes like this. Magellan went there and he's like, saw these giants. They were tool using, had weird furs and that, but supposedly Europeans are really short. <laughs> yeah. And the, these South Americans are just really tall. Hmm. Huh. Which still is just kind of odd because typically the native were quite small too at that time. Yeah. Uh, like they said, even with with going into historical accounts of Jesus, he was taller than most men at six feet because the average height at that time was like five eight. Yeah, you know, and and six feet is quite large. Uh, but it, again, it, it's it's kind of odd. Basically, every area has some stories of either hair wild men or some type of giant still, at, at least as of a couple hundred years ago. Still roaming around. Yeah. Uh I, I I can believe it. There there again, like when you get into uh like some of the nastier jungles of Africa, uh where it, it's dark and it is people just don't go there. Uh I, I can the shit believe it will kill you. Yeah. And and South America has a lot of this same kind of stuff. Yep. Where I, I do believe there are things that have survived down there. Every year we're finding bugs and weird shit that we didn't think existed. Yeah. Like there's some there's actually hundreds. There, there's a whole listing every year that comes out of new shit they found out of the jungles in, in South Africa and Africa. You ever seen that YouTube video of the guy who raises bugs? I mean he he shows like uh, an egg form, then he shows oh, them full grown. Yep. I use that to creep out my kid occasionally. <laughs> I'm like, hey, look at these rabbits. Nice. But that just them bugs are huge. Yeah, some of that, them are ridiculous. Some are like big as your outstretched palm. Yeah. But well, yeah, I mean, it, no. it's the idea that there there isn't stuff still hiding in there is honestly more hard to believe than than the fact that there isn't. Yeah. Uh, I I am one that I I do kind of like the idea that there might possibly be giant sloths still swamping around in the middle of the fucking deep jungle like i said there's parts of that hell there are parts of the amazon that we really haven't even gone down because it's just too nasty to get down see that's why i don't i can't i tried looking this up before we did recording tonight but i was trying to look for a map of south america or anywhere where it's been basically uncharted Yo, yeah. You know, like where it says, well, we guess this is it, right but everything you can notice they always have to put something somewhere so it's like hey we've been here but like yeah, if you look at yeah. the tributaries on the Amazon, they're like, oh, here's the village taco. Yeah. yeah. And on the other side of this giant expanse is fish. Yeah, so we, 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 what's we in between there? Yeah. Now, all <laughs> kinds of wild stuff. Nasty stuff. But yeah, no, it's like, like I said, the idea that there's none of those things being down there is much more preposterous to me than. We just need to go to Canada. Yeah, well, you know, there's lots of. Well, do you know that you ever heard the woodland ox, musk ox? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's hard. That's up there, and that's a huge creature. But yeah. it's hardly ever seen. Yeah, very. Yeah, very rarely seen. Yeah, that's it's a massive animal. Yeah. It's a musk ox. Yep. It's a musk ox that lives up in the wilds of Canada. Yep. And I never knew about it till like I'll be honest till like five years ago, and I said, "What? No, musk ox are up in the tundra. No, these actually live in the boreal forests of Canada." Yep. Yeah, just. Cruising around, chilling, nobody yeah. bugging them because nobody's there. Uh, yeah, just I'll say for animals. Bigfoot. Yeah, except for except for Bigfoots and whatever 
other crazy stuff might be mm-hmm. out there. Nobody in their right mind is living out there because it's just too remote. Yeah. You know, it just, no, you just don't do it. Well, they got a, you want to talk about boogeyman? Or yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Have you ever heard of a pish taco? Hmm. Not a fish taco. Oh. A pish oh. taco. No, I don't think so. A pish Actually. taco is a mythological boogeyman figure in the Andes region of South America, particularly in Peru, Peru and Bolivia. Some parts of the Andes refer to the pish taco as Karasi or Nakik or Likchiri in the Amari language. According to folklore, folklore a pish taco is an evil humanoid creature, often a foreigner and often a white man, huh. who seeks out unsuspecting natives to kill uh, seeking, who seeks out unsuspecting natives to kill them and abuse them in many ways. This character is awful, also shown as extremely pale, hyper-masculine, and sometimes brandishing extremely flashy cars or modern technology of the time. The legend dates back to the Spanish con- conquest of, so- of South America. Primarily, this method of killing is stealing his body's, victims' bodies fat for various cannibalistic purses, pur- purposes or cutting them up and selling their flesh as fried chitronis. Pish tacos derive from the local Quechua language word pishte, which means behead, cut the throat, or cut into slices. Yeesh. So, so, so he's, he's taking natives and turning them into chicharrones. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. I, I'm going to be nervous next time I'm somewhere that has like a, uh, a, 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 a fucking uh, food cart with, with chicharrones on it. Normally I like that, but it's like, no, I'm, I'm gonna pass this time. I think, guys, I'll, I'll just stick with that. Because, well, more about it. A lot of people are saying that's like their version of a vampire. Uh, yeah, like Europe, that's South American version of the European vampire. Right, I, and I I can see where this thing might have blown up, especially when you consider it, it could very well be a cautionary tale of watch out for white devil who's coming in ships. Yeah, uh, yeah, just with you know everything that happened. At that time, the warning as it spreads from village to village of like, oh, man, we saw this white demon. <laughs> he's got flashy shit, but he's going to kill everyone here. Just get 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 him out of here. Oh, that, mm, that is interesting. Yeah, no, I, I can see where it has kind of like that that undead, pale, vampiric. Kind of like actually could actually like could that be why the, you know, the crawlers that are making big right now? The pale crawlers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this migrated up here. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that, mm, because yeah. I know there's been reports I've read about in other books. There's reports of um, mammoth sightings in the Andes Mountains. Yeah, and there's been reports of these red-haired dwarves that are violent. Yeah, and it this this whole Andes Mountain Range it goes from the tip to tip of South America. Yeah, it, it's, it's all on the west side. Massive. Uh, yeah, it it is uh, covering the entire length of it uh and yeah like i said there, there's a lot of history there in the andes i mean you're, you're looking at the you've got thousands of years of of pre uh conquest yep history there um and yeah there are stories have passed down and i imagine some of them have evolved and changed over time as well like i said there, there's a long history of oddball things dark parts of woods and mountains that you don't go to for any number of various reasons uh lights in the sky uh, there there are some of the uh the peaks in the andes they thought was where their gods actually went because they would see lights land up in these so there, there's a lot of of paranormal history really around the andes uh 
I just think a lot of it is actually where we ask, see, we have to change our point of view. Some people, a lot of, so many people need to change their point of view. What our ancestors saw and what they say they saw. Yeah. They may yeah. not have the words to describe it. You take gods and aliens, they're, in, they're replaceable now. Yeah. And it's just like they talk about Viracocha, perfect example, a white guy. Yep. Comes down, everybody's like, oh, that's Jesus. That I don't mean to offend anybody, but who's not to say Jesus wasn't an a- somebody who was an avatar for the aliens? Uh, yeah, yeah. And that, that is one that does get uh, some people really pissed off when they're like, I don't well, mean, if, I'm just saying, what if Jesus was an alien? I mean, you think about it, he's portrayed as being so much different than everyone else there, taller, everything. He's not built like the other people of he the is, Middle uh, East. So, like, okay, we're not. We're not talking about the Jesus you see in the church, yeah. the, the white guy. We're talking about the Armenian yep. that was, which, what color, that's what color skin was. He was Armenian. He was yeah. tan. Yeah, he, he's going to be more But he's so much, like you said, he's so much different. Like you said, he's taller. Yeah. And he actually, when you get crucified on the cross, folks, it, you're, and you bleed out, you're not going to come back three days later. But I understand it, it was right. like it was God. But sometimes, like as Asimov said, any advanced technology will look like magic. Oh yeah, when yeah. you first see. Oh, it. E- even look at, at at some of the miracles, bringing someone back from the dead, bringing Lazarus back, curing leprosy. It, is, is there? Is it? We, we don't know. Is, is it possible that Lazarus was not actually fully dead, and he has the technology to be like, oh, I can resuscitate him back up here, mm-hmm. where at the time that stuff did not exist, and it does appear like magic. Uh, like I've said, I, I, I've always liked that that concept of, uh, like, even the Greek Norse gods, they just had technology, which is why they had their abilities. Uh, it's no coincidence that most of the kings of the gods in the polytheistic stuff, the, the, the king god always used electricity, lightning. Mm. Every one of them. <laughs> you know, Zeus, I mean, that, that's, that's what they did. Uh, th- there's no coincidence. You can even there, actually go think. back to the Hindus got too. The primary yep. one always yep. had electricity. What's this thing? Yep, it, it was it was lightning bolts of from the heavens. Uh, I mean, not not to devolve into trying to tear down people's religion because that's not the idea. We're, we're not. But it, it's the concept of if we right this day went back even a hundred years, the the stuff we have with us would seem like magic. Uh, being able to pull up anything on a phone to just be like, even oh, showing yeah. them a phone and like, hey, yeah. and you go like, hey, well, this is 25 cents or two, 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 two. Okay, that's what I need. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's just because it, it's so far advanced. And if you take it something that is a thousand years advanced from where you're at, it's sure as hell. Because even turn of the century, be like, oh, what kind of device is that? Because they, they had technology going. Uh, not quite this complex, but. They have a concept of I think, it could I th- be a machine. I think if we a took a thousand years, <laughs> you're gonna get burned at the stake. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're you're gonna have you know the Salem witch trials, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean that, that that's such a jump of of where things are at. That yes, it's gonna seem so fucking paranormal and supernatural the things you just did, even though it's like yeah, that's just a Roman candle, guys. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, well, they don't know what that is. Uh, Unless you're in China, then they knew what it was. But anywhere else at that time, you know, two thousand years ago, they they didn't know what that was. You know, just just a 
even a firework would be seen like, what kind of magic is this? He causes explosions from the fucking heavens. Like, nah, man, it's, it's fucking ladyfingers or firecrackers. They're, they're fun. <laughs> Unless you don't drop them fast enough. <laughs> then they hurt. So what have you got? I've been babbling on for the last... Jelodiah, go. Uh, no, uh, I, I was going to hit, actually, the, the Peruvian alien attacks. Uh, these had happened quite a while ago, actually. I don't even remember what the exact date was on them. But there were uh, uh, villages up in Peru that were reporting being attacked by these seven-foot creatures. They seemed to be metallic. They flew. Uh, they seemed to have armor on. Uh, but yeah, most of the reports, they were seven-foot tall or more that would aggressively attack them and chase them off. Now, it has officially been declared um, that, that it was illegal mining operations uh, and, and some of the drug cartels were... were trying to boot these people out of like these different gold mines, copper mines, because they wanted it for themselves. So they had uh, jetpacks and, and these suits on because they were doing recon because, you know, everybody has really super uh, uh, Green controllable <laughs> fucking jetpacks uh, flying around in the jungle scaring people. Um, and, and most of them kind of just dumped the story at that point. They're just like, yeah, no, that's what it was. It was just scaring them off. There's never been any proof of this. Uh, as far as I know, they've never caught any uh, cartel members or, or these illegal miners with these suits or jetpacks. They haven't got really good photos of them. Yeah. If you know what it is, you'd be like, that's just proof. Take a picture. Even if it's blurry, you'll be able, right. you'll be able to tell pretty quick if it's a guy wearing a jetpack. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, as you were saying, it sounds like some of these stories have still been going on. Yeah, I've heard rumors. That every once in a while, they'll filter into the news. It's like, it's just like, no offense to anybody, but our society has the memory of a goldfish. It seems like. Yeah, right now more than ever is really kind of pathetic. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's whatever the next cycle of ridiculousness pops up, mm -hmm. and you just go, oh. Okay. Because they're trying to say, oh, like their news is saying, oh, the it was basically the villagers were confused because they had just seen Spider Man two, and they're and they're yeah, like that one they had, were they yeah. were saying it was like the Green Goblin just to get attention. I'm like, I'm sorry, this village is in the middle of nowhere. Right. No offense, they've probably seen Spider Man two, which is an all right movie, but why would all of a sudden make national news? Because who would really care? Yeah. Um. It, it's. It just it, it it boggles my mind that that they they would try to put this on that they were trying to get attention. Um, it's not like up here where you're gonna have a bunch of people and, and you're fucking Instagram loading followers. up videos yeah. and and you know all this immediately. It, it's not like that down there. The, these guys are in villages just trying to do their shit and are being attacked as they're going out to do their their fucking livelihood. Um. By these odd, metallic, seven foot, metallic-looking, uh, flying uh, creatures. Um, I, 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 I think the the connection to it being like Green Goblin was probably made more up here mm -hmm. uh, by the people doing the quote reporting on this than the people down there uh, <laughs> saying it. Because to them, it was yeah, they they look like armored monsters flying around. 
they're way taller than we are. They're they're taller than most people, and they swoop down at us and, and attack us until we leave. Um, I, it just it it it's really cool, and I do believe they've been seeing something. I don't quite buy any of the stories that have come out yet, mm-hmm. as far as what the explanation could be. I, I don't think they're seeking attention. Um, because you there, don't have like a whole lot of no, people lining up to make movies about just, it. Just to clarify here: them. everything we're saying is in our op- my in yes. our opinion. It could be illegal miners with high tech stuff and wasting all that money to try and get coal out of the ground. It's either one or two things: it's either illegal miners or it's well, three things: illegal miners, government, or it's actually some type of aliens coming back. Right, because the Andes Mountains in that whole area has always had a past history of like. Uh, there's a, all them holes. It's like these were done by aliens or the gr- gods because they're looking for something on the ground. And there's like patchwork of it, like that whole yeah. tilled up area is like piled yep. every ten yep. feet. There's a history of it there. So yeah. who's not to say it? they're like, oh, we're coming back to get our supplies. We need it for that some purpose. Like we had a cache here. We're just gonna come back yep. and take yep. our cash yep. and that's it. No, I think out of those three options, the most likely. Are uh, government trying to keep them out of some bullshit they're doing, or something from another world? I just don't think it's illegal miners scaring off the uh, Peruvian villagers. Because um, guess what? They they've been there in those villages for generations. Ha- having that isn't going to scare them out of of the mines. You can go illegally mine some and more that, copper. It's just it's a bad thing too. Like everything is Peru. Like we're doing say this. Everybody thinks these Peruvian villagers are idiots. Yeah, they they're, don't they're, know what they're looking at. They yeah, no no I don't nobody's an idiot. But I'm just saying they know what they're looking at. They've been in this jungle. They know what illegal oh, yeah. They know the tactics. They're like they know all this stuff. But everybody's like, oh, it's just this. They just blow them off. I'm like they're seeing something. Yeah. Well, there's always this idea that be, because they don't have a large city, and they're out in in a rural village that they're 400 years behind and have no concept of things. They have cell phones. You know, they, 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 they have that. Uh, they do know what they're seeing. Uh, they're seeing something. Yeah, yeah, they may not know exactly what it is, but what they're describing is what they're seeing. Yeah. It, it's it's not, not like a 200 years ago when they're trying to describe it, a car. It, it, it's like a horse's right. carriage. Yeah, there's there, there there's a silver, like a snake. It just ran through. You know, it's no, it's because okay, vocabulary. Maybe some of the stuff is lost in translation, but right? But the current vocabulary of the planet is there, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they're gonna know when, when you mention Coca Cola, you mention cars, they know what a plane looks like. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not like oh, this steel bird flew over our village again. They're, they're not 400 years behind. Uh, they, they are, yeah, they're not living in, in, you know, Rio, you know, one of the large major cities with stuff, but they're not complete backwoods, you know, nothing. You're, you're mistaking them for cut off tribes that are out living off the jungle. Those guys are behind and maybe do not because they do not have uh, the vocabulary connection yeah. to the modern world. Yeah. I, when, when you see them, it's very rare. If you do, you're probably going to be killed uh, because they they don't deal well with being seen. They're pretty they've, xenophobic. Yeah, they 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 f- have gotten by this long by avoiding everyone else. You know, uh, now no no those people yeah okay they maybe don't have a concept of this because they have no connection to the outside. 
villages along the, the Amazon and, and stuff in Peru along the mountains, they do have uh, technology. They, they, you know, it, it's not like, you know, construction stuff comes in and they're just like, oh, no, we've angered the monsters of the mountain. I mean, they know what a fucking bulldozer is. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they know what these things are. To, to just kind of dismiss it as stupid hillbilly hicks of, of South America who just don't know what they're doing. Uh, no, that, that's, they're describing what they saw and they clearly were seeing something. What that is, I don't know. Uh, but it is, I, I kind of want to see it, even though it'd probably be terrifying, uh, <laughs> just to get an idea. Maybe they got stairs up in the leads up into the air. Yeah, up. <laughs> there you go. So some doors just in the middle of nowhere. Sweet. Uh, they might have doors, weird doors into the mountainside somewhere, which I wouldn't doubt. And there's so many reports like. We're not over talking. We're hitting a bunch of broad topics. But, yeah, but this is like with a normal podcast. We go one <laughs> right, one right. divergent it's leads to another over. divergent. But like there's reports of UFOs coming out of the Andes Mountains. Yeah. There has been since day one, as far as I can yeah. dig back into yeah. things coming out of the side of the mountains, and we have stories of that up here too. I mean, yeah, but also with the Andes, it was like, oh, they'd find it. There's like forty seven. <laughs> Lost airplanes in the Andes Mountains. They yeah. cannot find. Yeah, we're probably never going to find them. No. It's there, just like, there's, there's a ton of ancient cities that we know exist. We we have record of them existing. Have no idea where they are because we cannot find them. Mm-hmm. Around the mountains. Yeah. And it's so not we like can fly over jungle. them. Yeah, now we can fly over them. We still don't know where these things are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't even get me started on the amount of shit that's overgrown in the jungle yeah. down there. I mean, it's... Every so many years, they find, oh, fuck, here's, here's, here's this other complex. Yeah, this <laughs> complex that we had heard existed, but nobody ever found and thought it was another mythical city. Uh, nope, well, here it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, we have places like that all over the world simply because how much the earth changes. Uh, like I said, you go to the Sahara, they're finding stuff in the Gobi and Sahara deserts that have been washed over with sand. And they come across them and go, oh. Fuck, this really did That exist. just happened recently. Yeah, there was another like one. two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And it's like they, they come across these because time and just how the earth changes covers these things over. See, that's why I kind of, no offense, I can't, I'm going to say that a lot today. I kind of hope for like we have a reset or something. Yeah. Because yeah. then we actually have to go out and explore instead of using technology. Yes, technology is great. We can do a podcast. Oh, yeah. We can talk. Yeah, there's lots of cool stuff. But sometimes you have to get away from the technology right. and just let nature soak into you. And yeah. you're going to see a lot more. You're going to be able to, your mind changes. Yeah. You're put in a different situation yep. where you get away from all this stuff and you're just like, hey, what is that? Yeah. What's over in that next hill? Why does that look square or whatever? Right. And that leads you to something like most time people are looking at their phones. They're not going to notice that. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, again, technology is great. Uh, but it has made us very jaded and complacent to some extent. So if something does come up, we're just like, oh, no, that can't be that can't be real. That's just a natural formation that looks like that. Well, are you there to see it? <laughs> no, of course not. I don't I don't leave my house. And, and here you are. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we, we do become jaded and really, really complacent about seeing things on our own. Uh, like I said, like, like a lot of times if I'm outside, I don't take my phone with me if i'm running around with the dingus or what have it what have you uh but yeah no that's why i end up seeing even just oh shit yeah there's a bunch of deer 
hang out in those trees. If you're not paying attention, you're not even going to see them over there. Oh, but they'll see your car. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll find your car and run into it at 60 miles an hour. But, yeah, there's a lot of those things. Like, when I was younger, I was one of those that always found money on the ground because I was looking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm looking around at stuff. I was like, oh, what the fuck's over there? Oh, shit, there, there's fucking a dollar over there. Well, I didn't see you that way because you're busy yapping and not paying attention to anything around you. That's why you didn't see it. That's why you don't get this dollar. This is mine now. Well, I got some other stuff here about the Andes Mountains. You've heard of the mound builders, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know where the hell's. Okay, when they call it an ancient religion is mythology of Peru, Ecuador, Bolivia. And Apu is a term used to describe a spirit of the mountains and sometimes solitary rocks typically displaying anthropomorphic features that protect the local people. Should say said that word right. The yeah. Yeah, you did. See, the Apu means Lord in Quicha. Now, Quicha is a very interesting society. They're no longer around. Yeah. Because if you ever look up and look Quicha and you have Quicha not, I'm probably saying that wrong, but. Oh, excuse me. I was going to throw up there for a minute. Oh, nice. No, but um, Quichas are a series of knots that the Aztecs used to locate stuff. And we can't even figure out what they are. But this Quicha, there's a term they use called Kashka. How do you say that? C A S K A? Kasha? Kashka? Minnesota? Chaska? Chaska. And Chaska is actually because that word comes from South America. Really? Yeah, that's where it comes from. Chaska, Minnesota, you're named after a town that uh, the Apu Quicha legend, a language down in South America. Hmm. But the funny thing about Kashka, Minnesota, it's actually one of the places where the mound builders. That's their whole thing, is in this town as mound builders. Hmm. And mound builders have been brought up recently because everybody's trying to figure out where they came from. Yeah. And there's residents out there like, oh, they're great with giants. But if you look at that, actually, the mound builders actually came from South America. So basically, people from South America migrated north. Then you have all these stuff that they're finding. Like, uh, there's been like pieces of earthwork found in like Ohio and New York. These. Uh, priest con- concluded that these mounds can be traced back to a lost race that inhabited America even before the Native Americans. This idea is now referred to as a mound builder myth and still has support in student society today. Uh, the book grew. Uh, he wrote This po- priest guy wrote a book about views of North Americans. It tapped in the widely accepted view of the, those times that Native Americans were merely bloodthirsty savages bent on destruction of all but their own race. See, that's where we're as... White people, I'm going to say it, fuck it, white people. Native Americans used to have a thriving, First Nation people had a thriving society before we came. Yeah. The only reason they lost that is because of the disease we brought over from Europe. Yeah. Because there's actually a, a myth, um, National Treasure 2, the one with Nicholas Cage, they talk about a town. That's actually, settlers talk about this huge wooden town, and it had roads and everything. You can't find it anywhere. Yeah. So these mound builders helped and they they brought all that technology up from south america and when they came across the bear they kind of intermingled because right. they tested dna between some south american first nations people and north american yep first Na- and they're not that much different no there's actually some similar. a lot of inter- intermingling yep then if you go down the blue dye road there's a dye that is found like a navajo art that only the original source for that dye comes from south america really yeah yeah, so there's there yeah, because I know like uh But if you go by scientists, they're like, 
there's no intermingling. They didn't talk to each other. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, people talked to each other, or at least met each other from different right. continents. Right, and, and they, they traded back and forth. I, I still am a believer that way back we had a lot more uh, seafaring ability than what we give credit for, because there's just too many things that were, should have been too far apart that are similar in art and just certain little things that shouldn't exist over here, but are like going to the Polynesian Islands. I have a feeling they were much more seaworthy than we give them credit for because mm-hmm. there there's hints of their uh, uh, I don't want to say their society yeah all over the goddamn place much farther away than they should have according to history been able to to sail uh, same thing with here I, I know like the Ohio some of the mounds they found different pottery in that and it is very distinctly. Uh, Oriental, similar to to places that it should not be, mm-hmm. uh, either. But if you go by Aztec, modern modern science and say, "Nope, you're wrong. That's just yep. it's a fake." Yeah, well, it's either fake or it's coincidence. That well, it's a, it's a geometric pattern that everybody. No, they, they're not. Uh, it's too precise with different stuff. That is is a definite societal marker of this comes from this culture. Um. Like I said, there's a lot of the stuff they found, like in Ohio, that was very much reminiscent of ancient, even pre-Mayan area stuff down in in again the Andes that should not have be up all the way in Ohio. Well, because they didn't go past the fucking Mexico Texas border <laughs> because they just didn't do that. There's a fence there. It, right? I mean, just come on, guys. It's well another thing too. If you look at South America, we're talking about basically world world traveling cultures people just have that innate ability to seek out what's on the next horizon it, right right and if you look we're, at we're like fucking hobbits man we're going on an adventure yeah you know, if you look at this olmec the yeah. olmec heads giant olmec heads yeah. they are definitely of african descent yeah I, there, there's no way you can say this, they're not they're there's not too many markers there that are clearly from from african based culture that should not even be the headdress that they yeah. wear is actually part of the African culture. Like, yeah. hey, this goes to this tribe. What's it yeah. doing in South America? Yeah, it shouldn't be here. Yeah, and there again, a lot of them. Are, well, it's just coincidence. It's a it, it, no, it, it's not. I, I'm sorry. I think there was a whole lot of traveling well before we give credit for them being able to travel. Uh, there's just too many little things in too far away of places. Yep. Uh, either that or you have to admit that at the time of Pangea, when all the continents were together, we had civilization and they were talking. It, it, those are your options. Yep. That's the only other way these would be I all the like way that across option. the ocean. I like that option, too. But like, it's the only other way you can explain that that would be that similar that far across an ocean. So either you admit it was millions of years of civilization we had that just continued, or th- these guys could travel a lot farther than what you were giving them credit for. Because they didn't have their their large uh, uh, wooden wind ships, they had something else, and it was working for them. Yeah, you know. And let's be honest, they had wood and stuff to work with. Doesn't really hold up after thousands of years. It it tends to uh, rot away, you know, de- degrade away because it is a, a fucking natural uh, occurring element that falls apart and goes but back into the ground. I think you hit on something there when you said since all these people had to talk, that it'd be during Pangea. 
That would explain all the rocks you're finding with people riding dinosaurs in South America. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You solved it. Yeah. And, and see, there again, that, that's a whole nother thing right there, man. Like, I, I, I find hard to believe that they're faked, uh, just the amount of weathering and everything on them. How did they know if <laughs> if they had not had some kind of, even if they hadn't seen themselves, there was a previous record somewhere that, that someone had seen these things. Well, it's also like if you go with dinosaurs on ancient artifacts yep. in India, that one temple's oh, yeah. got a stegosaurus on it. Yeah, that, that is clearly <laughs> a stegosaurus. Uh, that, that is that is straight up snarl from fucking Transformers. Man. And, that and, is... and some was, and scientists are out there. It's just an artistic depiction of a, yeah, of, a, yeah. of a lizard. Yeah. Show me a fucking lizard that has it, spines like that. Right. It, it's it's got, only that like that big. It, that's it's, a dinosaur. It's, it's shaped that way. It's got plates down its back. It's got a tail. Uh, yeah, no, the, that's a lizard. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's just artistic sure. flair. Yeah, it, it's their, their artistic license to see, but create something that we did find some, does exist that looks just like that. Okay, yeah. I can see like the dinosaurs on the rocks. Some of them are clearly fake. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, there are some. Some of them are just like, terribly mm, fake. Yeah, but no, there's that's... some of the older ones. Yeah. That say, hey, maybe like you said, it's a verbal record, or there may have just been a pocket for a while there while they were around when the Aztecs were around. Right. There was actually still some dinosaurs left, but they're all gone now. Yeah. It, it's at some point the, the, there was a record of somebody having seen these and passed that story down. Yep. Uh, according to our natural history timeline, that should not have occurred ever. Um, just because the distance in time is too great from from when people w- would be advanced enough to be able to tell the story of seeing these things to pass it down that many millions of years, or our our timeline is off. Um, I think we're both I'm, in accordance. Our timeline saying, is off. Uh, yeah, it, I mean either that or your option is there was something that was a much bigger technology that was still around. Uh, that had been around that long and is no longer around, but was able to pass that down to them. And they interpreted what they were shown. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't see any mainstream options uh, when their only mainstream option is it's either one faked or two artistic license. Uh, Whenever, whenever you have something that seems oddly familiar to something that shouldn't have existed, they always go with artistic license but yet, when you have like the the Aztec temples, where uh, the the snake going down, carved down into the side of the steps, only lines up with two equinoxes, so it looks like it's climbing up. Yep. But that was they they were brilliant at, at doing that. But Math everything else was artistic interpretation. No, it's one or the other, man. They're they're either good at figuring this stuff out that they can do that and line that up with stars and have the technology to do that. Or it's just a happy accident and it's artistic. I mean, it's one of the other guys. You, you can't say that they're fucking idiots who are just artistic, but then turn around and be like, "Look at this brilliant fucking lineup of these stars." And they're, they're credited with creating our calendar for Christ's yeah. sakes. Yeah, our modern day calendar is based on South American yeah uh, astrological charts or yeah astrology charts. But if you look at it too, I had I had a book. I don't know whatever happened to it. And it was dealing with, like, South America. And this was actually, like, Charles Berlitz book or something. Yeah. And I like all his stuff. But there's actually reports of Aztecs having these black boxes. Pretty much they described them as TVs. And mm. that's what they would go and worship. Or they get information from these black boxes. 
So maybe at some of these, like Andy's mounds, I would like, to, I would love to pre- technology to figure out what the inside of some of these mounds look like. Right. Because if they're hollow, just think about what's in there. Because yeah, there's legends of people like when the conquistadors coming, whole cities just fucking disappeared. Yeah, they were gone way before they even showed up. Yep. Yeah, abandoned. Cities and it's like everything's there. gone. People yep. are gone. I'm like, where did they go? Yep. Buildings, roads, everything else left sitting there. Anything of value, gone. food gone. Yeah. Because the conquistadors like are on their quest for gold. And they come in and oh, this they'd have like other tribes that wouldn't get along with them and say, Hey, they got a bunch of gold here. Yep. Don't shoot me and I'll take you there. Yeah, they get there and here. everything's gone. These are like thousands of people just disappear yeah. in a night. Yeah, not not like a little fishing village. This is these were large large settlements uh like i said there's fucking uh, an entire road system going up and down the andes mm-hmm. all through south that's America. still there that's better than south dakota roads currently. yeah it, it, it's yeah there are whole chunks of it that are still there uh yeah but yeah no there, there's a lot of stories of of places like that down there where they just vanished they were gone they took off no one knows where they went just gone and it's thousands you know a, a city of two thousand people is just boom that's just so how much organization they have. And I'm like, like I said, if we could figure out a way to x-ray mountains, right. we'd probably be amazed at what we could find in the Andes Mountains. If you just yeah. slowly just went. Yeah, who, who knows what kind of fucking cavern system has, has been constructed. You know, hideaways. Uh, who freaking knows, man? I mean, there's massive cave systems down through there naturally anyway. The, the, the cenotes. Yep. Them are just natural forming sinkholes. Yep. And they actually have explored some of them, and they've actually found mastodon ro- yeah. bones in them. Yeah. So at one time, they were dry. Yeah. And it, it, like I said, there's a lot of them they haven't been able to because it's just really hairy to get through at this point because they're flooded with water. Uh, but, yeah, no, there are a lot of them interconnecting all over the place down there. It's like a whole system mm-hmm. of just, whoop, yeah, we're popping up over here. Go down through these. Yeah, there, a lot of them... Chunks of them have fucking caved in, so they can't get through them. But yeah, it's like okay, yeah, there's a big cavern behind this. Can't get into it because it's it is treacherous to dive. Those we could get are, in there, but we wouldn't come back out. Yeah, it, the, they are very treacherous to dive down. Um, but yeah, no, it just the, the idea is wild of how much it, it, you do. You kind of wonder if there are in mountain complexes that they had created. It's like Machu Picchu. That's up in the Andes Mountains. Oh yeah. How did they move all that shit up yeah. there? Because they figured out, oh, this is like Stonehenge. These stones did not come from this area. They were no. quartered, let's say, 20 miles away and carried here. Yeah. Yeah, everything was quarried uphill, way out here. Uphill. Yeah, they found where, where they got them. Still not exactly sure how, how they conveniently drug them up there to build the, the entire complex with them. Because, yeah, it's not like they're like, oh, just take some out of the rock over there. No, these are completely different uh, type of stone. Quarried and, and and fucking moved. Moved, yeah. And they, just, they're not little itty-bitty table size. They're like no. multi-ton stones. Yeah, massive blocks. Scientists of, have yet, I know everybody's like, oh, they'd use a pool, levers, yeah. and that. I don't think we're ever going to figure out how it was done. No. But there is a guy, I watched a video, and he shows how they got straight edges at the pyramid, how they cut the blocks. Basically, they used uh, copper tools. Was it brass or copper? Probably copper. Copper, and they put down sand, and they use that as a grit to cut through it. Oh. oh and it okay. actually it made sense, but it would take a long damn time. Yeah, that would be really Because he actually intensive. made, like, that round drill hole. That oh, yep, yep. He made that 
with the out of the same material they would have had access to. Yeah. But that still does not explain how you move these several ton stones up the side of a mountain. Yeah. You don't have enough people for that. It just, I mean, they, they had something, uh, you know, that clearly because it got up there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's some of that. The, the one reason I wish we could have like a fucking, not even a time travel device, but say time scope to mm-hmm. look back at things is for shit like that. Is just to be able to see it and be like, holy crap, that is incredible. You know what I mean? They're just the, the technology engineering they figured out that we're not figuring out how to do without using Chinook helicopters to drag them up there. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say they probably didn't have uh heavy powered uh, helicopters to bring these up to them. They found some way to do it. And just the, guess, the engineering of that is just fucking mind boggling. If you think about it. Yeah. And two, I think they, again, they were, I think a lot more advanced than we give them credit for with different stuff. Well, there's always the talk of like, they use sound, which, could make sense, uh, yeah, but you need how would you? You need a way to focus that that yeah. sonic. You need uh, to make it first of all yeah. because you just can't have somebody, let's say, blowing out a trumpet. <laughs> yeah, that's only gonna go half <laughs> half an inch every so often. Right? Yeah, you you can't just stand. there. You need there. a constant source of it. Right. It's a good theory. Don't get me wrong, because I could do you can do it with your speaker. Oh, yeah, we can do it now with electricity, but yep. it's a constant power source. Yeah, it, it's got to be going. If we go back then, they didn't have a constant power source. Right. Uh, yeah, you, you know, a dude's not just standing there with a didgeridoo fucking pushing blocks up a fucking hill because uh, it just doesn't work that no. way. But, yeah, no, no, the, the Sonics are, are really – does a lot of weird magical shit uh, when you really get into it. But there again, it's something that has to be a sustained at a certain hertz for it to fucking work. Yeah. Uh, and as far as we know, the technology for that was not there. No, you know, to not. be able to do that. We've never found any I don't think other we answered, symbols. I don't think we answered any questions. We're just coming up with more questions. No, it's... Well, <laughs> but that's it, what I like about it. it. It's just right. like... And that, that's why I think that, that same kind of subject of these kind of things, ancient technologies, how we got from UFOs to ancient technologies is beyond me, but that's where it's gone, uh, has always fascinated me. Because even as a little kid, I just found it hard to believe that it, it, they they didn't have enough advancement to figure some of these things out there's yeah. just too much even just looking at the pyramids as a kid it was just like it's mind-boggling how they made that happen it, seeing what technology level they were supposedly had there just some of it just does not add up to me even as a kid and as an adult now man some of it just doesn't add up well i'm what, not automatically now going aliens you know <laughs> uh but I, I think typically we do not give most of those older societies as much credit as they do fucking deserve even look back at say our gaslight era there was a lot of things they did that yeah seems simple now but for that time for them to have figured some of these little things out is it pretty phenomenal it's it's part of that that human creativity ingenuity that we don't give enough credit to people figuring out the the answers to a problem guess what that's not a modern thing People have been doing that since they were first able to fucking pick a stick up and hit something. Yeah. I was like, oh, how can I do that better? <laughs> you know, how can I kill that giant thing from farther away? Which gives us things like from South America, the Atlatl. The little... Uh, yeah, the spirit chucker. Just yeah. Whoop, 
and like triples your distance and power on the, on your spear throw. Makes you easier to kill people. And, and you know the accuracy itself is is improved. And there again, it's the ingenuity of how can we make this better. Yeah, that we don't give enough credit for. See, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like we're going back to ancient technologies. There's scientists out there that say, well, they just did it. Yeah. Literally, yeah. they just did it. Yeah, it was just but an gotta, accident, and they just kept doing it. No, but I'm, well, that's not what I mean. What I mean is. They just stopped what they were doing, focused on doing this. I'm like, well, I get hungry 20 minutes after I eat. I'm like, you have to be able to raise food. You have to be able to do all this. Yeah, yeah. For the manpower just to physically do it is not logistically viable. Right. You'd have to have a lot of people doing this. There has to be a whole lot of resources. It would be a whole that. village raising one kid type thing. Yeah. But then that one kid has got to run all the grain, the cows, yeah. all that stuff. Right. Yeah, it just... Some of that stuff just it it is it's fucking mind boggling to me to to figure out how they came up with that you know like I, I I don't know I mean it's maybe they had more time on their hands to to be creative and come up with better things than I we would have say now. they've had more time trying to feed themselves than anything else oh yeah because compared to what our grain growing technology is now it's easy oh. we got a surplus but back then you're like you got to watch it for everything and it's like oh yeah. Like yeah, with the pestilence and bugs, yep, and yep. you don't know all these seeds. I think this will grow. And, oh, that shit, that didn't grow. I starved this winter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's definitely a matter of feast or famine. Uh, I mean, and it was you, you dependent. I mean, it's that I would put it akin to uh, the settler days going across the country here, too. They were kind of still in that same mode where it's like, man, we've got to make sure these animals survive the winter through the summer. Yeah. So we have fucking food. If I'm not out here taking care of these crops, we're we're dead. Pretty much. You know, we have nothing to sell. We have no food to eat. We are going to be dead here on a prairie. Um, but take that to an even bigger extreme because even settler days, they had things like the plow had been invented and then some of this and then the little more, a little better technology for seed than what they had there. It was basically wild seeds and whatever they could themselves cross germinate and, and there are some of those where we saw ancient peoples had modified the the crops they were doing corn yeah uh, corn all of it uh, corn, corn is actually rice. from the middle eastern actually if i remember yeah. right it never it had it make it just mysteriously showed up in south america one year yeah yeah, yeah. They, they had maize and and there it is uh, but yeah, I mean, we saw it with lots of things, and they they were and they did it the old fashioned way. It's not like they could genetically go in and, but it was like cross pollinating different plants to see if they could make this work, and eventually that is part of the start of where we started getting hardier foods that would actually grow up here and survive. Yeah. Uh, and of course, then at this point, it's all in a lab to to do it. Uh, but yeah, they did it the old fashioned way of putting cuttings in here and cross-pollinating and just it's mind-boggling man the, the shit they had to figure out yeah like from okay yeah we're, we're fucking starting a settlement here we gotta have food what are we doing guys you know like, is, how, how is this gonna happen since around that since around the agriculture with south america they had one of the very first irrigation systems ever oh yeah yeah and they're like because they're up in the high altitudes yep. killing frost every night during the summer even and they figured out how to get water up there and how to keep their crops alive. But yep. actually, said they dug out these grids, yep. flooded it with water, and the water kept enough heat to where they keep the crops from freezing. Yeah, 
That tells you there's a lot of smarts there. This is like we need to give them a lot more credit. And I'd say there's like a whole goddamn giant gold city hidden in the Andes Mountains. Oh yeah, I'd I'd say there there's a few massive caches of ancient technology dug and buried in around Andes, uh, the jungle that we have not seen and probably not going to. Sorry, folks, we had to pause that a second. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, no, it's. I think there's, like I said, I think there are caches of civilization remnants down there that we will probably never find. Uh, and it would be great to find because uh, I think it'd be good to answer some questions. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if we had, like I said, take take the concept of of uh, in mountain complexes, maybe they had made. Mm-hmm. How much stuff did they stash in there, and just it never came back out of there. You know, it, it's you're, you're sitting at things like Dead Sea Scrolls, which everybody thought wouldn't exist, and a lot of them people thought they were fake when they did finally get them out. But here again, it was just tucked away in these little caves. Birds like, hey, I'll come back yeah. and get it in a couple weeks. Yep, <laughs> never happened. Put some of them in there, and I mean, there are multiple copies thrown around in. But what's the how many of them don't survive? What's the South American underworld called? Yeah, oh, right. either way. There was this guy there. Yeah, he said, "Search with an X or yeah, like Shibulba uh, or sur- something." Yeah. Either way, there's this priest down there. This re- I remember this during the '80s. It was a big thing during yep. the '80s. He's like, "Yeah, I know where this stuff is at." He's like, "There's their writings all on gold tablets." Yeah, because gold was an excess in that country. Yeah, no, it was it was prized, but it wasn't hoarded. No, it was just like uh, like, it was like a working in, material. In uh, yeah, it was plentiful. Yeah, they had it all over. It was easy to work with. You could write in it pretty. I mean. And if you've never dealt with like pure gold, it is pretty malleable. Uh, you you can carve you can, into you it. Can you can rub it with your fingernail, yeah. and you leave a mark. Yeah, in you it. you can squish it down. It, it's pretty soft stuff. It's pretty much I I call it like basically a stiffer version of tinfoil. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, similar to to like some of the softer leads in that. It's pretty easy to work with. Uh, but yeah, it was all over the place down there. They they just had it everywhere. So they they. It wasn't that they were, oh, God, they're rich. Look at this. City's covered in gold. No, they had it everywhere. It was easy to work with, and they put it up on everything. And it was durable. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it'll last. Uh, you can carve into it. You can do what you want with it. Yeah, we got plenty of that. Put some more up on the wall over there. Well, like in Europe, it was not as common to find. Yep. Where, and there again, like a lot of things, even uh, trading to get Louisiana, it was like beads and shit because that was what they prized, and we were like, "Yeah, we don't care. We we don't want it. We want the land." Because every culture values things differently. Yeah. Um. And then same thing there. Yeah. It, it was. It was uh, valued, but not like we value it. You yeah. know, as Europeans. So yeah, it was it was everywhere. Yeah, I remember those stories. But all of a sudden, he couldn't like the priest. He's like, "Yeah, I know the information that government gets involved." And mysteriously, the priest just disappears. He's yeah. never seen from again. Because uh, this news crew went down there like, hey, he, they contacted him. They already talked to him once. Yep. They go back down there. We're going to talk to him. He's like, he just walked into the jungle and just. Yeah, he, he's just gone. <laughs> yeah, no, we think all of his stuff was bullshit stories he was trying to get fame off of. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Well, again. That sounds like a cycle of days. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that. Uh, that that doesn't reek of things like Smithsonian at all, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's like the Smithsonian is a true outfit. They're scientific grandfathers of our times. Yes, yes. So, have you got anything else 
for these general uh, folks? I, I probably do, but at Go some ahead. point we no. I mean, I, it, we could tangent off for fucking hours probably, but at some point we got to call it quits and turn them into different shows. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, I don't. Like I said, we we, we started on like oh, we're all gonna do all aliens tonight. And no, I mean you're you're in South oh, America, shit. man. You you gotta be. It, it, it ties into so many other weird things, and we just kind of rolled with it. Hope it was enjoyable. I I, I had fun with it. I didn't expect it to go there. So, a lot a lot of the last bit of this has just kind of been off the cuff and, and theories of our own, yeah. uh, speculations. But it was really fun, and and it was fun. Yeah, I hope people enjoyed it. And I hope our audio sounds better. Yeah. If it doesn't, email me. I don't know. I got to work on these settings on this <laughs> this machine. Uh, this thing has got a few more buttons than our last new machine. Yeah. Um, we, a lot we, more. Yeah, we, we've got some stuff coming up where we're hoping to get it fine-tuned enough where it'll it'll sound really good for everything we've got coming up. But uh, yes, it's cool as shit. <laughs> it is a cool, <laughs> bright, shiny machine. Yes, Rodecaster Pro 2 is an awesome piece of equipment. Very it dominating, it's, but geez. we'll get it to work better. Yeah, it's it's overwhelming with a lot of stuff, but tweaking here and there uh get input from other people's like hey sounds like a little bit of extra fucking tinniness here or this is picking up we got to work on kind of getting some of that back end sound back out of it again but yep. but it's work in progress we'll we'll see where it goes but we have really cool sound effects indeed it's <laughs> fucking sick it the thing is really sick i will say all right cool folks <laughs> we'll let you go have a happy new year stay safe um Bye.